What is up, everybody, and welcome back to DW Sports, episode 16. I'm your host, Will Feller. And I'm your co-host, Davis Garrett. And we are back, baby, with the NFL predictions. We got Davis with me this time to the same thing that I was doing last time. I had a pretty good week last week. I mean, I'm pretty sure that a lot of you guys, a lot of fans predicted that the Colts and the Eagles are going to win because the teams that they played were not very good teams. So I'm not too upset about that. The Bears won. I probably could have gone the other way. And the Rams won. I probably easily could have gone the other way. That was the one where I was leaning on each side. But, yeah, we're back with week two predictions. We're recording this on Wednesday. You'll be seeing this or listening to this on hopefully Thursday, September 17th. And on that day, we've got the Bengals traveling to First Energy Stadium. It's the Battle of Ohio. We got Joe Mixon, who had a horrible week in week one for the Bengals, going up against Baker Mayfield, who had a horrible week in week one for Cleveland as well. So, Davis, I want to hear your prediction first. Who do you think is going to win that Thursday night football game? You can give me the Bengals. I mean, now people might be saying the Bengals. Well, the Bengals only have a 37.3% chance to win that game. But the reason I picked the Bengals is because Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow showed what he can do. I mean, um, he had 193 yards last week, uh, more than Baker Mayfield. He did throw one interception. But I think he has time to improve. Um, I just think if Joe Mixon starts playing better, if A.J. Green plays better, then the Bengals are going to pull this game off. And you might be saying that's just a horrible prediction, but, you know, the Bengals are looking like a solid team with Joe Burrow, and I think he's the quarterback for them. I'm going to go – this game is kind of tough for me because last week it was pretty straightforward. Like, there were a lot of teams that were just flat out better than the other ones. I feel like in week two I'm not going to have as good as a week. Oh, what do you think the score prediction is going to be, by the way? Um, I'm going to go 17-14 to 14 Bengals. Defensive battle. So, yeah, last week, I mean, there were a lot of teams that were just better. This week there's a lot of even matchups, and this one – I think it really just depends for me. If Baker Mayfield plays like he did last week, I think the Bengals are going to take that. But if Baker Mayfield plays – Baker Mayfield and Nick Chubb play good, I think the Browns are going to win that. And honestly, I don't think that Nick Chubb's going to have too bad of a week two because he's going up against the worst defense. I think week one, the rust is going to get knocked off. I'm taking the Browns 24 to 14 in this game. Which leads us on Thursday night. First one o'clock game. We got the Giants going to Chicago to take on the Bears. Again, Saquon had a horrible week in week one as well. And the Bears are just barely squeak past the Lions. And as a matter of fact, I'm still going to take the Bears on this one. I know you got that. I sound like I was going to take the Giants, but I'm still taking the Bears on this one, man. The Giants just – you could see their offensive line last week struggled bad against Pittsburgh. Now imagine how it's going to be like with Khalil Mack on the line. Imagine what it's going to be like with Eddie Jackson 
and all their good DBs on the Bears. Um, you know, the Bears' defense is still a great defensive team. I think the Giants' line is going to struggle once again. But I think Saquon's going to have a better game in the screen passing game. But I'm taking the Bears in this one, 31-10. to 10. I'm taking the Bears as well. Um, I think the score will be 21-17. to 17. Um, We saw Mitch Trubisky, what he can do. He threw three touchdowns last week, and that's very good for a quarterback. Uh, Daniel Jones also had two touchdowns. He did throw two interceptions. But they played a very good Steelers defense. So, and like you mentioned, Saquon got outrushed by Ben Roethlisberger. So I feel like, I feel like if Saquon has a good game, I mean, I still think they're going to lose, but I think they're going to put more points up on the board. But I still have the board Bears 21 to 17. All right, there we go. We both got the Bears on that one. I got the Bears in a, uh, I got a 21-point win for the Bears. That's probably way too much, but we'll see how that all pans out. Next game, we got the Falcons and the Cowboys. Now, both these teams are 0-1, but I think they're both pretty good 0-1 teams. The Falcons were bad last year, and the Cowboys, I feel like, are always in the same level every single year. They're not at that elite level. They're almost there, and they, they're either barely in or barely out of the playoffs. The Falcons aren't too far off. I mean, if fans were in the stands for these NFL games 100% capacity, then a lot of these predictions would change a lot because of the, the crowd noise and stuff like that. But the Falcons versus the Cowboys, I just don't see, I just don't see the Falcons' defense stopping Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper in this game. I feel like it's going to be tight. And, guys, I feel like the Falcons aren't too far off from beating the Cowboys. I think Ezekiel Elliott's going to go off in this game, though. Give me the Cowboys. Give me the Cowboys 27 to 14. Uh, I agree with you. I have the Cowboys, too. Just because I'm looking here and Julio Jones is questionable. Um, he's likely going to play, but – you know, having that factor in there that he could be hurt and he couldn't, he might not be a hundred percent if he's questionable. Uh, the Cowboys have no injured players, and I mean, I don't see how the Falcons' defense can stop um, Ezekiel Elliott, who showed sparks last week, and also Dak Prescott, who threw a touchdown last week, throwing to Amari Cooper. I just don't see how the Falcons can stay with that. Um, give me the Cowboys 28 to 24. Yeah, I mean, the Falcons aren't too far off. And the Cowboys do have their best linebacker here, Leighton Vander Esch, with a broken collarbone. But if Julio Jones is not playing, like I said in my solo episode in week one predictions, you always put your best corner on Julio Jones, which leaves a wider margin for Calvin Ridley. So if Julio's hurt, you put your best receiver on Ridley, and that absolutely destroys the Falcons' receiving core without Julio Jones in the field. It won't be a complete mess, but it'll be a lot worse when a top three receiver in the NFL is not on the field. Next game, we got Lions going to, in my opinion, the most historic stadium in football, Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin. A lot of you guys in this game 
are probably saying blowout. It's a blowout. The Lions are 0-1. But the Lions played the Bears close. The Lions should have been 1-0, but DeAndre Swift sold the game away by dropping a pass. Now, it wasn't obviously just his fault. The Lions could have done some things better here and there, but that would have been a game-winning touchdown. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Well, I take that back. I don't think it's going to be too big of a blowout. But the Packers' offense is just too much. Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. Devontae Adams, as you saw last game, was a bad man. I said that in week one predictions, too. Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers combined for, what, 72-something fantasy points. I mean, they're both bad men, plain and simple. I don't think Jeffrey Okuda, the Lions rookie, can keep up with Devontae Adams. Even the Packers in this game, 38-20. to 20. Wow. I'm, I'm taking the Packers, too, but I, I'm taking them 28-20 to 20 because I feel like the Lions could stick, could stick in a tight window with them. I mean, yeah, Aaron Rodgers had four touchdowns last week, uh, two of them to Devontae Adams. But is Devontae – the problem is, is Devontae Adams going to have another one of those games? Um, was that a one-time deal? I don't know. That's the problem. But I think the lines are improving. Um, and I think Matthew Stafford is going to have a great game. The Lions' defense is improving. So, give me the Packers, but in a closer margin, 28-20. to 20. I see what you're saying, and I respect that, but – I think the Packers are going to put up that many points because the Lions' defense is a lot worse than the Vikings, and the Packers put up 40-something points. And, yes, I, I brought it down as a smidge because I don't feel like it's rare for people like that to have games like that two weeks in a row. But I still think with that offense, the Packers are going to put up a lot of points on a weaker defense. Next game, it's a divisional matchup in the AFC South. Jags at Tennessee, Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tennessee Titans. Both of these teams are 1-0. I don't want to talk about who the Jaguars be. I don't even want to talk about that game. As a matter of fact, they should have been 0-1 right now. But actually, the Jaguars, I'm saying they're going to keep it close in this game. The Titans barely squeak past the Broncos, which is just a below-average team, I feel like average to below average and they didn't put up that many points with Derrick Henry or Ryan Tannehill who usually plays good in week one now I get everybody's rusty in week one and I still think the Titans are going to squeak past the Jags because I mean if you're 32nd in the power rankings at the beginning of the year there's no way you're winning two straight off the bat unless you just shock everybody I think it's going to be another low scoring game because I think Miles Jack is going to have a good game at linebacker for the Jags and stop Derrick Henry from getting big plays, big chunk plays. The Titans receiving core isn't as strong as I would like it to be. C.J. Henderson, the rookie for Jacksonville, and um, their, their DBs played good against the Colts, who have better receivers than the Titans, I think. But I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I'll take the Titans in this game 20-14. to 14. Uh, I'm I'm taking the Titans as well, but I think I think it's going to be a little more of a blowout. I say 24 to six, just because I don't think Gardner Menchu is going to have another one of these games. Uh, he threw for 173 touch or 173 yards and three touchdowns, and don't forget he was 19 for 20. 
I don't think he's going to have one of those games again just because, you know, you don't – you really see – you rarely see a quarterback like that having two amazing games in a row. So give me the Titans 24 to 6. Minshew mania, man. You got to respect the stash, bro. So do you think do you think the Jags are just going to score two field goals and just not score a touchdown at all? Or do you think they're going to miss an extra point? Um, I think they're just going to score two field goals. Actually, okay. let me change my prediction. I think it's going to be 24 to 7 with one touchdown just just because I feel like they will score a touchdown. I mean, they proved themselves against the Colts last year or last week. The Colts should have won that game, but they they proved they can score. So give me 24 to 7 Titans. Yeah. I mean, even if your offense isn't good in the NFL, it's hard to it's hard to not throw a touchdown pass when you have that many possessions in a game. Or it's hard at least not to score a touchdown. So it's happened before, don't get me wrong, but I just feel like with the confidence that the Jags have, I think they'll put up at least one or two touchdowns after winning last week and showing everybody why they shouldn't be last in the power rankings. Next game, we got the Colts home opener against the Minnesota Vikings. Now, this prediction for me is going to be completely unbiased right here. It's going to be completely unbiased. Okay, the Colts have only won one out of their last ten week one games. So you got to keep that in mind. They they struggle so much in week one. It's just a common Colts thing. I don't know why, but it's a very common Colts thing. But then you got to look. The Vikings put up 30-something points against the Packers last week without Stephon Diggs. Do you think the Colts are going to have – the ability to stop Dalvin Cook and Alexander Matson in the run game, Davis? I do think so, just because I feel like, like you said, the Colts always struggle week one, and, you know, their defense was supposed to be one of the best defenses in the NFL. Of course, they didn't show that last week, but, I mean, it was week one. All, all players were rusty, um, but I do think the Colts will be able to stop them. Especially, I think, I think the Colts are going to win a close one, twenty-one to seventeen. Um, just because I think they're going to hand, they're going to learn their lesson and they're going to hand the ball off more because they're not, they're not going to want Rivers throwing forty-six passes because that's just not. You don't want to see a quarterback doing that. Um, so I think, I think they're going to squeak one out, and I think they're going to. Involve JT and Naeem Hines in the running game? I, it's all about the adjustments. It's how you respond in any sport. It's, you know, my dad taught me the definition of insanity is doing the same result or expecting the same result that's not working. You keep doing something that's not working and expecting the same result. That's the definition of insanity. So if the Colts think they're going to throw 46 passes and win football games and they can't beat the Jags, who are inexperienced at DB, then you've got to make the adjustment and think, okay, what can we do better to beat the Vikings? I trust Frank Reich on doing that. I trust that he'll 
get more trust in Jonathan Taylor. I think the chemistry is going to come a little bit together with the Colts this week in practice. I think it's still going to be a tight one. Give me Indianapolis 28-17. Next game is the Dolphins versus the Bills. Um, the, the Bills are a very good defensive team. They also have a very good offense. So I give me the Bills 24-14 just because the Dolphins, I mean, they lost to New England last week 21-11. to So that, I feel like they're going to – I feel like Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to bounce back because he had three interceptions last week, which is just horrible. I think he's going to bounce back and they'll score at least touch, two touchdowns. I don't think they'll be able to hang with the Bills, though. Yeah, the Dolphins have Devontae Parker hurt, which is going to hurt them a little bit. He's he's questionable. I don't think he'll play. I I really just don't think he'll play, which is going to be horrible, even worse for the Dolphins receiving core. And the Bills have a good defense. I don't think this is going to be close. Give me the – I think this is going to be the game of the week, sort of like the Browns-Ravens game last week. So, give me the Bills in this one. Uh, give me the Bills in this one, 28-3. to Next game, we got the 49ers and the Jets. Another set of teams that are both 0-1. The 49ers – played a decent game last week. The Jets played – I mean, the Jets played a decent game against the Bills last week too. But I think that the 49ers are just a more well-rounded team. George Kittle's out for the 49ers, which is going to hurt them. Um, The Jets have Sam Darnold. They have Jameson Crowder had a 75-yard touchdown last week. So – Give me the San Francisco 49ers in this game, 35 to 20. Uh, I have the 49ers winning this game, 28 to 14. I, I don't think the Jets will be able to hang on with them. And I think Garoppolo is going to have a really good game. So is Mostert. So, yeah, give me the 49ers, 28 to 14. The next game, Rams, Eagles, and Lincoln Financial Field. This game is going to be my upset alert, upset alert, upset alert of the week. I got the Philadelphia Eagles in a tight one. But I think Carson Wentz is going to have a very good game against that Rams defense. And I think that receiving core is going to surprisingly have a good game against Jalen Ramsey. The line's still going to struggle against Aaron Donald a little bit. But I feel like Carson Wentz is going to find a way to make it work. And I feel like the Rams' offense is not going to be very powerful this week, I guess you could say, like they had with Malcolm Brown and Cam Akers last week against the Cowboys. Give me the Eagles in this one, 23-14. Uh, I'm, I'm going to disagree here. I'm going to go with the Rams, 24-14. I just think – I mean, the Eagles lost to the Washington football team last week. And don't get me wrong. I mean, the Washington football team looks like they're improving. Their defense is 
very good with Chase Young, but I mean, losing to that team who's who's not been good in the past, I just don't see the Eagles hanging on with the Rams. The rust for the Eagles might be knocked off. Again, week one's all about teams being rusty. But I feel like if they study up on who the Rams' key players are, I think they could get it done. So give me the Eagles in that one. Hopefully, hopefully I get a dub in that one right there. But I don't know. That was sort of like the Rams-Cowboys one last week. Broncos-Steelers, this one I don't think it's going to be very close. No fan. And actually, if you have him in fantasy, he played really, really well. Um, Cortland Sutton's out again. They got Melvin Gordon, who didn't play too well. I mean, he had a touchdown. And then they also have Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. But overall, Drew Locke is just still an inexperienced guy. And I think the Steelers' defense is the, the best defense in the league. Very controversial, but I think that the Steelers' defense is the best in the league. I don't, I don't feel like Drew Locke's going to do anything against this defense, so I got the Steelers. I got the Steelers in this game 20 to 20 to 6. I have the Steelers as well, 28 to 6, just because I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to have a great game. Um, I think I think James um, James Conner is questionable, but I think if he plays, he'll have a really g- good game. And I don't see how the Broncos can keep up with the Steelers' defense, like you said. I mean, Drew Walk played he he played okay. I mean, he had one touchdown pass. So, but I just don't think he's going to be able to do anything against the Steelers' defense. So, twenty-eight to six Steelers. We got the last one o'clock game of the day. We got Mr. McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey traveling to deep to TB12 and Raymond James Stadium. Tom Brady's home opener in Tampa Bay. The Panthers are again, just like the Jags, one of the worst teams in the league. But they actually did a lose last week in a not at a very tight game against the Raiders, not a blowout at all by any means. They scored 30 points on him, and the Tom Brady looks very uncomfortable out there with his receivers, with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, because like I said in week one recap, Mike Evans is running a skinny post, and he threw an interception because he thought he was continuing on the route. Also, the Panthers, are they just have Christian McCaffrey, they have Robbie Anderson. And the Bucks' defense is decent, I would say. They're good. They're, they're decent slash good. But the Panthers' offense just isn't there yet. I got Tom Brady and the Bucks winning this game 28-14. to 14. I, I'm going to disagree again. I, I'm going with the Panthers 20-17. to 17. Just because, like you said, Tom Brady looks very – uncomfortable he, he threw two interceptions and the the Panthers put on 30 points against a really good Raiders team uh Teddy Bridgewater had one touchdown pass to Robbie Anderson and 
CMC had two touchdowns. So I feel like with CMC and Robbie Anderson, I feel like the Panthers are going to pull this game off in a close one, 20-17. Wow. If Brady Brady starts off the year 0-2 with the Bucks, he might want to leave teams again after his contract's up. I know Mike Evans was a little banged up. He'll, he's going to play, but he was, he was a, a tad bit banged up in his game against the Saints because everybody's getting hurt because they don't have preseason. But anyways, moving on to the 405 games, we've got the Washington football team against the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals look very, very good against the 49ers. They got the dub 24-20 to 20 against the Niners with George Kittle on the field for most of the game. And the Washington football team showed improvements, but if you're going up against an elite receiving core with DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, and Larry Fitzgerald, the Washington football team doesn't have that many guys that's going to be able to stop that, especially with a speedy guy like Kirk in the slot or even Fitzgerald in the slot sometimes. Hopkins had 14 catches. Last week, he looked very comfortable with Kyler Murray throwing the football. They've also got a big fantasy guy in Kenyon Drake in the backfield for Arizona. I just don't see the football team pulling it out. I got the Cardinals winning this one 30-20. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I think the Cardinals are going to win this game. Um, I think it's only going to be a 10-point game. I think it's going to be 24-14. Just because I think the Washington, they're, the football team, their offense just showed sparks yesterday or last week. It showed that they can do it. Um, but I don't see their defense stopping Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, that duo is just insane. And so I, I have the Cardinals in this game 24-14. to 14. Next game, 425. We got the Chiefs and the Chargers. Chiefs, I don't think this one's close. I mean, the Chargers have Derwin James out for the season. I know Keenan Allen is a little bit banged up, too. Everybody's just banged up. Tyrod Taylor is not very good of a quarterback. He's like a – I don't even know what he is. He's like a, like a Walmart version of Lamar Jackson when he runs or whatever because he's a mobile quarterback, but – He's been he's been throughout the NFL. He's just he's just not there to compete with the Chiefs defense yet, especially in week two, and he hasn't played a full season in a while. Um, you know, consistently like playing on the team starting. So give me the Chiefs. I got them thirty one. I got them thirty one to seventeen right here. I have the Chiefs as well. I have them thirty five to fourteen. Um, I I feel like the Chargers can score a couple touchdowns, but um, Patrick Mahomes, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Sammy Watkins is just Tyreek Hill. I mean, Tyreek Hill barely got, barely got the ball last week, but I think Patrick Mahomes is going to find him. Um, but with those those four guys, I think plus you add the Chiefs defense, I think it's just going to be hard for the Chargers to win this game. So yeah. Chiefs in a blowout, 35-14. to 
Yeah, I could definitely see the blowout. I was about to pick a blowout, but I feel like the Chargers are going to somewhat keep it close. I just have a gut feeling. Next game, we got the Ravens going on to the Texans. The Texans, man, have they have a rough schedule. I mean, they got the Chiefs and the Ravens, their first two games off the bat. That's pretty rough. Lamar Jackson put up 38 points last week. The Texans didn't, they didn't play a horrible game against the Chiefs. If Will Fuller stays healthy against the Ravens, I think the Chiefs will put up a little bit of a fight. But Lamar Jackson is just too much running the football. He's also got Hollywood Brown and Willie Sneed. I don't see the Texans. I don't see the Texans stopping Lamar's run game right now. So I got the Ravens winning this one 27, 27 to 20. I have the Ravens 20 to 27 to 17. Um, so very close predictions. But the reason I have the Ravens 27 to 17 is, like you said, Lamar Jackson is just such a mobile quarterback. I don't think the Texans' defense is going to be able to compete with that. Um, I, I think the reason they'll put up 17 is Deshaun Watson it, it is a great quarterback. It's going to be a – quarterback battle but um I do have the Ravens pulling it out 27 to 17. Going back now that I'm looking at that Eagles prediction if if Miles Sanders if Miles Sanders plays which I don't know if he will but if Miles Sanders plays then I'm definitely comfortable with that prediction, but if he does not play, I think I think he is going to play week two. So if he plays week two, you know what? I'm just going to keep it. I'm keeping my prediction for the upset. Miles Sanders, I think, is going to have a good game in week two. So I'm keeping the Eagles in that. I was very, very close. I was on the verge of changing that. But – no, I'm just going to keep it. I'm not going to be that guy that changes it at the last second. All right, Davis, we got two games left. Sunday night game. We got an excellent game. We got the New England Patriots going to Seattle to take on the Seahawks and Russell Wilson. This dude, Russ, I think he's going to win MVP this year. I mean, the dude is just an absolute – he's just a unit. Like, the dude can literally do anything. I think he's the second-best quarterback in the league besides Mahomes. I think he's better than Lamar Jackson. That's very controversial again. But the Patriots, you got to remember, played the Dolphins last week. And even when the Patriots have a good coach in Bill Belichick, you still got an offense going up against Bobby Wagner, Jamal Adams over the top. You still got – an offense that hasn't played together for a long time. You're still recovering from your guy that's played in Foxborough for 20 years, finally not there anymore. And I think Russell's going to make him pay. It's a Sunday night game for a reason. Give me the Seahawks 27 to 24. You know what? I agree with you on everything. I, I wrote it down before and, I have the Seahawks 27-24, and 24 too. Um, Cam Newton looked really good last, really good last week. 
Uh, but I don't think it's going to be enough for Russell Wilson and company. Um, so I have the Seahawks 27-24. That's good because if me and you – when me and you agree with a lot of things, then a lot of results happen. So if that game is as good as we predict it, then I'm very excited to watch that on Sunday night. I feel like Cam Newton's going to have another rushing touchdown. He had two last week. And I feel like Edelman might have the other one, maybe Nikhil Harry. But, yeah, Russell Wilson is just – he's an absolute stud. I don't think he's going to lose in his home opener. Final game, we got the Monday night game. The very first football game ever played in Las Vegas. There's never been an NFL game in history that's ever been played in Las Vegas until week two on Monday night at 8.15. We got the Saints without Michael Thomas traveling to the brand-new Allegiant Stadium to take on the Raiders in Las Vegas. Now, this would usually be an easy pick and say Saints, Saints, Saints. The Saints don't have Michael Thomas this week. They still got Breeze. They still got Kamara. They still got they still got Marshawn Lattimore at corners. Cameron, um, Cameron Jordan. So, I mean, the Chiefs are still solid without Michael Thomas. I still think the Saints are going to win this game, but I don't think it's going to be as spread out as it would be with Michael Thomas. I'm taking the Saints over the Raiders, and the, the reason I'm taking the Saints over the Raiders is because. The Raiders just have just lost everybody in the past few years. Like, imagine if they had the team with Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper and Tyrell Williams, which they still have, but he came back. Imagine all of those guys now. They would be a stud team. Derek Carr is still a pretty good quarterback. Josh Jacobs is a stud running back too. I think he'll have a great game, but I'm taking the Saints in this one, 21 to 17. Now, you know how you said the Eagles were your upset of the week? Yep. This is my upset of the week. I got the Raiders. I got the Raiders 24 to 21. The reason is Josh Jacobs. He, he had three touchdowns last week with 93 yards, and I think he's going to do that again. And – it it makes me very excited to watch this game. Derek Carr uh, is a great is a pretty good quarterback. Um, they don't the Saints don't have Michael Thomas, so I got Raiders twenty four to twenty one. Wow! So our different predictions for the week is you got the Raiders over the Saints, right? Mm -hmm. I got the Eagles, which you have the Rams. you have the Rams. And then we – okay, then browns Bengals. So, I think we only have three games that we predicted differently. But, anyway, somebody's going to have higher points than another dude at the end of the week. I'm 12-4 and four. right now. I'm hoping to have a good week. I'm hoping to get a point this week, actually, as a matter of fact. But, I mean, it, it's very hard to predict points. If I get zero points, I won't be upset with myself. I think your point will come from the Seahawks-Patriots game. I mean – that game's going to be really fun to watch. It will be. Raiders-Saints game. Yeah. All right, guys. Those are our week two predictions. 
Guys, we finally made a TikTok. It's DW underscore sports. I already put up a TikTok on the page. So go hit that up with a follow. Go hit up our social medias, all uh, not, uh, our other social medias, Instagram and Twitter. DW Sports with two S's. Then we've got our Twitter. I'm sorry, not our Twitter. Our Snapchat, DW underscore sports. And we've got our email, show at gmail.com for any questions. So those are our week two predictions. Email us yours. Let us know. We'll be glad. We'll, we'll respond to all emails if you respond or email us. So, yeah, that's our week two predictions. Thank you guys for tuning in today. We'll see you guys in the next episode.